This is the Behind the Line Podcast, coming to you from the wacky left coast capital of Seattle. News from the Pacific Northwest, the left coast, the U.S., and the world that matters. The stories the MSM won't talk about. Deciphering the truth through all the lies. For more, visit BehindTheLinePodcast.com. Here's some breaking news out of Washington State. A federal judge on Tuesday rejected a request to block a new Washington State law banning the sale of certain semi-automatic rifles, one of three measures recently signed by Governor Jay Inslee in an effort to reduce gun violence. The law, which took effect immediately when Inslee signed it in April, prohibits the sale, distribution, manufacture, and importation of more than 50 types of guns, including AR and AK-style rifles. The measure does not bar the possession of such weapons by people who already have them. It drew a quick legal challenge from two gun rights advocacy groups, the Second Amendment Foundation based in Bellevue and the Firearms Policy Coalition based in Sacramento, California, as well as individual gun owners and a dealer. They sought a court order blocking the law pending a trial on the merits of their claim that it violated their constitutional right to bear arms. Considering the exceptional dangerousness of these weapons, the public interest in their regulation by the state outweighs the plaintiffs. Yes, the public interest in their regulation by the state outweighs your constitutional rights, said by a judge. Outweighs the plaintiff's desire to purchase more assault weapons, U.S. District Judge Robert Bryan in Tacoma. Of course it's a Washington judge. In light of recent mass, de- mass, mass deaths caused by assailants using assault weapons, most mass shootings are not used with assault weapons, it is appropriate for governmental bodies to find ways to protect the public from dangerous weapons within the limits of the Second Amendment. Well, this is clearly not within the limits of the Second Amendment, guy. A U.S. Supreme Court decision last June expanded gun rights, dividing judges and sowing confusion over what restrictions can remain on the books. It made more explicit that gun laws must be consistent with the historical tradition of firearm regulation. Bryan found that the state's ban does fit with the nation's long history of regulating dangerous weapons, including colonial-era bans on, gun, on trap guns that could be fired without the owner present. Other historical targets of regulation have included long-bladed Bowie knives and the Thompson submachine gun or Tommy gun, popular with gangsters in the years after World War I. Ensley and State Attorney General Bob Ferguson, both Democrats, pushed for the Democratic-controlled legislature to pass the ban on many semi-automatic weapons this session after years of failed attempts, making Washington the 10th state to enact such a law. We're disappointed with the court's ruling, but remain undeterred in our fight for and defense of the people's natural right to self-defense. Cody J. Winiski, an attorney for the Firearms Policy Coalition, said in an emailed statement, I think it's disgusting that the court wouldn't even listen, wouldn't even allow a, a, a hearing, just nothing. These judges are so politically driven and politically motivated, they don't enforce or follow the actual Constitution or the law. It's all political. It's all emotional. 
It's all how we feel anymore, folks. They're not going to be happy until you have no rights left and you're fully on the government's teat. And more insanity from the city of Seattle. And this isn't just Seattle. This is every big blue asshole city in the country, right? The Seattle City Council rejected a bill that would have allowed the city attorney to prosecute those who openly use and possess illegal drugs. Dozens of people with signs filled city council chambers for the meeting, most of them against the idea of allowing the city attorney's office to prosecute public drug use and possession. Prosecution is ineffective at reducing drug use and causes severe harm to our community, in particular people of color in our community, said a representative of the King County Department of Public Defense. Well, I don't know if these idiots have walked around downtown Seattle much, but you've got homeless and people strung out on drugs everywhere. Garbage, graffiti, crime, assaults happening everywhere, downtown where the public is, where the visitors to the city are. And they're going to do nothing about it because they feel like prosecuting them or making them follow the law like the rest of us do is inappropriate. What is the answer then, folks? Oh, just give them a house and somehow they'll stop using drugs and committing crimes. Are you insane? So Seattle will just continue to be the free-for-all that it is, and apparently most of the people who live in that dump like it that way. So I guess they're going to get what they get until crime comes knocking on their door or does something to one of their family members, and I bet they'll have a change of heart at that point. I swear that city is full of the most naive people I have ever seen or dealt with in my entire life. But Seattle will just continue down its death spiral, I guess. It's what they want. Well, social media outlets are going into overdrive to start limiting speech as it surmounts to the presidential election and candidates who are running for office, Robert F. Kennedy, recently stated that he tried to set up an Instagram account for his election team and got an automatic 180-day ban as soon as he used his uh, Team Kennedy email address. He previously had an account on Instagram that had over 900,000 followers, but it's been blocked for several years now because of his uh, anti-vaccine stance. After he was banned by the platform, Kennedy said that his Instagram posts raised legitimate concerns about vaccines and were backed by research. His account was banned just days after Facebook and Instagram announced they would block the spread of what they described as misinformation about vaccines, including research saying the shots cause autism are dangerous or are ineffective. Yeah, because you're not talking about the research they want you to read, that's why. 
Kennedy has for years helped to popularize the assertion that vaccines are linked to autism. Kennedy's Children's Health Defense, before it was also banned on Facebook and Instagram in 2022, claimed that tetanus vaccines can cause infertility and that the polio vaccines are actually responsible for a rise in polio cases worldwide. However, critics of big tech monopolies have said social media companies should not be the arbiters of what can and cannot be posted, saying that some content moderation policies around quote-unquote misinformation is tantamount to censorship. You think? Kennedy told CNN that at least a dozen Democrat attorney generals recently had contacted social media sites to censor him. And he said that there is now clear evidence via the Twitter files reporting that the White House officials colluded with big tech to suppress his accounts as well. This is America, folks. Free speech and all that. It's a farce. One last thing about this. Polls are showing that Kennedy is trailing behind Biden. How is that possible? Why are you Democrats still supporting this inept old man who can't string four words together into a coherent sentence? Who can't walk by himself when he appears in public? Who can't find his way off of a stage when he speaks in public. Why are you supporting this guy? Well, are you guys ready to pay higher gas prices again? Because Saudi Arabia just announced Sunday that it would begin cutting oil production by 1 million barrels per day starting in July to support the stability and balance of oil markets. The decision came out of an OPEC Plus meeting in Vienna, but the extra cuts announced by Saudi Arabia are being done unilaterally. Saudi Arabia says the cuts will last at least a month and could be extended. OPEC countries also agreed to extend oil production cuts they announced in April through the end of 2024, reducing the amount of crude they pump into the world market by more than 1 million barrels per day. OPEC Plus countries produce about 40% of the world's crude oil. This, of course, was being pushed by African nations and Russia. And it's just another way to not only squeeze America, but squeeze the petrodollar and raise our prices at the same time. So enjoy your summer travel season. Are you on a government list? Chances are, if you speak out about anything, you probably are. Representative Matt Gates, a Republican from Florida, demanded answers on why a Chicago father was placed on a government watch list after he spoke out against pornographic content in his kid's school. Terry Newsom first got involved in politics in summer of 2021 after learning that the school was offering students access to sexually explicit children's book that addressed controversial ideas of sexuality and gender. In December 2022, months after beginning to speak out, Newsom learned... While en route to Turning Point USA's America Fest, that he had been placed on a government watch list, which requires him to receive substantially more screening to fly. Specifically, Newsom had been design designated Quad S, a plane ticket classification requiring one to undergo extensive additional screening, even though he had been charged with no crime in a court of law. Those designated with Quad S 
an acronym standing for Secondary Security Screening Selection, are subject to substantially invasive screening. Quad S boarding pass holders are traditionally removed from the line and brought elsewhere for additional screening. The screening is nothing if not thorough. Passengers are asked to remove all items from their bags, which are then examined individually while the bag is thoroughly searched. The designation is just a rank removed from the no-fly list. The same, same thing happened while Newsom was en route to CPAC in Maryland in March. For months, Newsom, who has been flying regularly since 2000 and has been Transportation Security Administration pre-checked approved for over 10 years, tried to learn why he had been placed on the list, but he got no answers from the agencies he contacted. The FBI refused to answer a Freedom of Information Act request, saying that revealing such information could compromise the national security goal of the watch list initiative. Yeah. You know, they're real good at catching terrorists coming into this country, aren't they? The TSA responded ambiguously to a request submitted on Newsom's behalf by Representative Troy Nels of Texas. The Department of Homeland Security didn't reply at all. This is your government who is supposedly working for we the people, ignoring freedom of information requests, ignoring your constitutional rights, because we have no constitutional rights, and they don't care about our constitutional rights. All a farce. When he reached out to Senator Dick Durbin, a Democrat from Illinois whose constituency he is in, Newsom said he received little assistance. Durbin did not reply to a query on the matter from the Epoch Times. Now Gates is demanding answers and amid revelations that Newsom is not the only one who has received the Quad S designation on his ticket after conservative political activism. Gates wrote a letter to Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Attorney General Merrick Garland, and FBI Director Christopher Wray, the Three Stooges. Gates told them, despite the United States' commitment to due process and liberty, many of our citizens are facing discrimination from our own government, akin to what some political dissidents face in third-world authoritarian countries. The United States is not a police state. It is unconstitutional for American citizens to have their liberty infringed upon by unaccountable secret police. After fighting the charges with the assistance of several members of Congress, Newsom has apparently been removed from the Quad S designation. The questions remain on why he was ever there at all. On October 4, 2021, the Attorney General directed the FBI to partner with local law enforcement and U.S. attorneys to identify parental threats at school board meetings against faculty and prosecute them when appropriate. The FBI responded to the memo by allegedly placing threat tags indicating the possibility of a terror or violent crime incident on parents who attended school board meetings, leading to concerns that the FBI was cracking down on First Amendment protected speech. In his letter, Gates connected the issues, asking whether the FBI, DOJ, or DHS is keeping a watch list of any parents who spoke at their children's school board's meetings. Of course, is anything going to come of this? No. These congressional meetings and inquiries are a joke, and if you've ever watched them, you can sit there and watch the little sneers on the faces of these people, like Attorney General and DHS and FBI leadership, 
and any other government office that is questioned by a Republican senator at these inquiries, it's a joke. They don't answer any questions. They don't know anything, supposedly, or can't answer the questions. These are people sitting in government offices paid for by taxpayers. It's time for all these people to go. This government has gotten out of control. A complete farce. Here's a small victory. The Defense Department of Defense announced it would not permit drag performances at U.S. military facilities and installations. Per DOD Joint Ethics Regulation, certain criteria must be met for persons or organizations acting in non-federal capacity to use DOD facilities and equipment. Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina Singh said in an emailed statement, as Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has said, the DOD will not host drag events at U.S. military installations or facilities. Hosting these types of events in federally funded facilities is inconsistent with regulations regarding the use of DOD resources. Among the scheduled events upended by the DOD's policy statement was a drag show at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada scheduled for June 1st. The Nellis Club on base had previously hosted a drag show event and had scheduled a drag performance this year that was advertised as family-friendly. The Human Rights Campaign, an LGBT advocacy organization, condemned the DOD for its latest decision to cancel the Nellis event, claiming that the Pentagon is ceding to extremist forces focused on taking away our rights. Well, welcome to the party. And this story comes from right here in Seattle. An elementary school sex ed program promoted puberty blockers and public pubic hair art. An elementary school offered inappropriate sex ed lessons to students without parental consent or district approval, according to concerned parents and a community activist. Parents only found out about it after finding the lesson plans from their kids, not the school. 4th and 5th graders at Lincoln Elementary in the Olympia School District received sex education lessons on May 9th. Parents said the school told them that the lessons were district approved, but the students were given unapproved lesson plans. Ah, those teachers. Materials presented by Planned Parenthood included drawings of pubic hair shaped like an animal, and students were told they could pick from a number of contrived genders to identify as. Some of the materials promoted medication to block puberty. Students were told that puberty blockers like Suprin LA are one of the supplies that could be helpful during puberty. It describes it as a small flexible implant. On another page of the pamphlet, students were told some kids are he, some kids are she, some kids are they, and some kids have more pronouns to share because everyone belongs. Students were asked to reflect on what pronouns do you like to use? What feels good to you? Is there a way you like to describe your gender? If not, that's okay. Students were also given a gender wheel worksheet as part of the elementary school sex ed. It listed different identities like trans, intersex, drag king, trans femme, agender person, girlish boy, boy girl, and non-binary person. 
It introduces children to they and they as pronouns along with inex inexplicably tree. And kids, and teaches kids that ways of thinking are changing all the time as old limited beliefs transform and evolve. This is nuts. What are they telling these little kids? The pamphlet also includes lessons on how bodies can look all sorts of ways. One page shows drawings of vaginas and penises with various kinds of pubic hair. Students saw vaginas with pubic hair art, with one shaped like a cat and other, another like a heart. Other drawings include examples of intersex variation, which show private parts with both male and female characteristics. Intersex people at most represent about 0.05% of the world population, but students would assume it's much more common. The anatomical pictures seem to be playful or dismissive of the fact that an extremely small subset of the population are either intersex or transgender, but misrepresent them as a considerable chunk of the population. The presentation was reportedly conducted by Teen Council, a peer-led sex education program provided by Planned Parenthood. In this case, there was an adult reportedly leading the lesson. The school is claiming that the presenters went off script, and the school was also surprised and did not know what they were going to do. Hmm, maybe you should know what they're going to do when you have people come in and teach your little kids, eh? When questioned by the media, specifically Jason Rance, the school gave the typical government response, we are investigating the matter and working with staff to get more information to determine next steps. Mm -hmm. When the teen council isn't baking cookies to look like genitalia, they provide agenda-driven trainings around the region. According to their Instagram page, the training includes pornogra pornography through a critical lens and the intersectionality of fat phobia and the medicalization of fatness. Hmm. Well... If you're not on a watch list for being involved in your kid's school, I suggest you go get on it because you need to be aware of the nonsense that is being taught to your kids, the brainwashing that is being taught to your kids. Because I can tell you from my own experience in what I do on a daily basis that high school age kids and young adults are coming out of our school system all kinds of messed up. That They cannot do anything for themselves. They are emotionally disturbed. They're all on medication. They can't handle the things they face in real life. The life that is not taught to them in the school system. They are not prepared to be functioning adults in society. And it's because of garbage like this and the way the school system allows them to do anything and everything they want with no consequences or punishment.
it is a complete step away from the reality of the world when these kids go out on their own. And I see it every day. They are completely incapable emotionally and mentally of handle, handling a normal daily life. So if you're not involved in what's going on at your kid's school, and I know people are busy working and everything else that goes on, but you've got to be on top of this. And changes need to be made. This kind of stuff is unacceptable and disgusting, and it should be a crime. And people that come into a school and show your kids stuff like this should go to jail. They should be sex offenders. It's disgusting. Their sick little ideas and whatever they're doing with these kids needs to stop. Well, here's some insanity for you. The good book, the Bible, is being treated like a bad book in Utah. Utah, of all places. After a parent, frustrated by efforts to ban materials from schools, convinced a suburban district that some Bible verses were too vulgar or violent for younger children. And the Book of Mormon could be next. The 72,000 student Davis School District north of Salt Lake City removed the Bible from its elementary and middle schools while keeping it in high schools. After a committee reviewed the scripture in response to a parental complaint, the district has removed other titles including Sherman Alexie's The Absolute, Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian and John Green's Looking for Alaska following a 2022 state law requiring districts to include parents in decisions over what constitutes sensitive material. On Friday, a complaint was submitted about the signature scripture of the predominant faith in Utah, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, widely known as the Mormon Church. District spokesperson Chris Williams confirmed that someone filed a review request for the Book of Mormon but would not say what reasons were listed. Citing a school board privacy policy, he would also not say whether it was from the same person who complained about the Bible. One person. I get it. Parents should have a say in that stuff that goes into schools. But one person does not get to decide for everybody else. And you've got all this other crap that I've already talked about that's being shown in school. Pornography. And the Bible gets taken out. It's ludicrous. These people are idiots. FBI Director Christopher Wray has confirmed the existence of a document alleging that President Joe Biden engaged in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national, according to Republicans on the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. In a Twitter post, the panel announced that Wray had told them that the document was real and offered to let them to review it, but has failed to produce the document for the Oversight Committee as a whole. If true, the acknowledgement is the latest in an escalating showdown between House Oversight Chairman James Comer and Ray over the document. In a May 3rd letter, Comer and Senator Chuck Grassley revealed that they received highly credible unclassified whistleblower disclosures that the FBI possessed an unclassified record that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Joe Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. Comer gave Ray a May 30th deadline to produce the document or face charges for contempt of Congress. A deadline Ray missed. Big surprise. Like I said before, 
these hearings are a effing joke the way these department heads respond to these senators who are questioning them. They sit there with their little smirks on their faces and refuse to answer questions, refuse to be specific, act like they know nothing. If they're that incredibly stupid, they shouldn't be in charge of these departments. The threat got a boost after it won the support of Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, who agreed to hold Ray in contempt if the deadline wasn't met. On May 31st, Ray met with Comer and others when he allegedly revealed the truth of the document's existence. But he's failed to turn it over to the panel, prompting Republicans to again warn that they'll move forward with contempt charges. It's funny how all these laws apply to us, the people. But all these politicians and jackasses that run these departments are completely above any laws. They don't have to follow the laws. There's no punishment for not following the law. They don't get prosecuted. They don't go to jail. Nothing. And yet we have to follow every freaking law, the books and books of laws that the federal government and our state governments come up with for us to follow. And if we don't, you can bet your ass that you're going to get locked up and thrown away and have to pay a bunch of money and everything else. It's just like this whole thing going on with Trump right now. He's looking at another indictment for the way that he handled the uh, classified documents. And yet you have a sitting president who did the same thing, and I don't hear them talking about any indictments for Joe Biden for having papers in his garage since he was vice president, classified papers. No, 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 that's okay. They're just trying to mess with the president's poll numbers, so we're not going to entertain that idea. The same president who has also refused to participate in any debates with Democrat challengers running up to the election. When are we going to say we've had enough of this garbage and hold these people accountable for not doing their jobs? Baden-Württemberg is excluding treasuries from its withholding from its holdings because the US government falls short of the German state's new sustainable investing criteria according to Bloomberg. The state adopted a law earlier this year that put environmental, social, and governance considerations at the same level as profitability and liquidity when allocating its roughly $18 billion in holdings, the report said. Investment decisions must now be based on the UN Sustainable Development Goals, the EU's taxonomy regulation, and the Paris Agreement on Climate Change. Other countries now on the wrong side of Baden-Württemberg's rules include Finland, Latvia, and Greece. In the case of the U.S., it ran afoul of guidelines because it hasn't ratified several treaties, such as those involving women's rights and certain kinds of weapons, Bloomberg said. Baden-Württemberg isn't the first German state to adopt similar ESG laws. Schleswig-Holstein already has a law that bans U.S. treasuries. But Germany is unlikely to have much impact on the U.S. bond market. Overall, German holdings of treasuries total $85 billion compared to the $24 trillion treasury market. But 
Imagine when all these other woke European countries start going along with this. That's just one more thing to put against the U.S. dollar. Unless we go along with that as well, which we already know that Biden wants to go along with these ESG rules that don't amount to profitability and liquidity. You can see that on a small scale with some companies in the U.S. right now, such as Bud Light and Target, who are losing billions upon billions of dollars. I also heard information last night that Germany is no longer going to allow in cities single-family homes to be built. This is also something they've talked about here in the U.S., here in Washington State. They don't want you to have your own property or a place to live. They want you in a small box with a bunch of other crazy people dependent on the government. They're pushing hard for this stuff in the U.S., you know. I know this is going on in some small European country right now, but you've got to look at this stuff like it's coming. It's starting over there, and it's going to work its way over here. They want this here. They want you in the cities. They don't want you to have property or a place of your own, a yard, privacy. Washington's governor just passed a law forcing all cities in this state, depending on the population, to allow duplexes, fourplexes, and sixplexes in any neighborhood to be built. Think about that. You could have a nice little neighborhood, and now somebody comes in and buys a piece of property next to you, tears the house down, and they build a duplex, or a fourplex, or a sixplex. What's that going to do to your nice little neighborhood? You've got corporations in this country, in the United States, buying up lots of residential real estate right now. For the last several years. Lots of residential real estate. What, what do you think they're going to do with it? You think they're going to turn around and sell those properties at single-family homes? Is that how a corporation would maximize its profits? When you have states passing laws allowing them to build duplexes and apartment buildings in residential neighborhoods, they're going to tear those houses down and they're going to build concrete boxes that they can stuff as many people, as many renters in as possible. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right there in the Constitution. Isn't it the American dream to own your own little piece of land and a house where you can have some privacy? It's in our Constitution. The rights of people to acquire, use, and dispose of property freely. The U.S. Constitution protects property rights through the 5th and 14th Amendments Due Process Clauses. Property is the foundation of every right we have, including the right to be free. We need to be protecting our right to own property to own a single-family residence 
where you can live with your family, raise your kids, and not have people right on top of you, to have a space outside where you can have some privacy and enjoy your life. Those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. Abraham Lincoln Thank you for listening to the Behind the Line podcast. If you like this broadcast, please like and share it. Please follow us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, Twitter, Truth Social, Telegram, Gab, Parler, and LinkedIn. You can find our podcast at BehindTheLinePodcast.com, NetNewsNetwork.net, and on Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Thank you for your support.